0: In today's show, we're going to look ahead to the 11-game slate for Wednesday with some streaming options as well. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, at Redrock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are going to look ahead to the games. There are, as I said, 11 of them. So let's talk about those 11 games. First one is the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs have been uh, feisty, I think would be the best way of uh, of phrasing that. They've been pretty good. The Blazers have been up and down. And in particular, Robert Covington's been shitful. Under 20 minutes last game, he's not scoring. I don't think he even took a shot in the last game. And his numbers are way down. So let's watch him. I am okay with dropping him. I understand that... He starts slow seemingly every year. Then he puts together like a top 50 run that makes you feel stupid for dropping him. But at some point, that's never that's not going to happen. And he's going to be too old. And it's just not going to happen. And he's under a new coach. And I'm just not convinced. Uh, so yeah, I'd like to see it. But phew, I don't know. Anthony Simons is playing pretty well. Now, his defense is atrocious. But the scoring, the threes, there's value in that for Simons. And he does have some 12-team value. Um... So let's let's pay attention to him. While for the Cavs, Isaac Okoro is out once more. So Lowry Markkinen and Colin Sexton don't get anyone pushing for their minutes. Markkinen's playing better every game. Sexton seemingly is playing worse. I'm not dropping Sexton, but I want to see the shot distribution, how many he gets in compared to other players on the team. Can Markkinen redo his defensive stats like last game? Um, I, they are probably the two key guys on this squad to watch. I'd also like to see Darius Garland's usage go up. It hasn't been quite where we wanted it to be so far. I guess part of that is by starting marketing over Okoro, uh, the shots just aren't as plentiful as they would be if Isaac was out there. The Knicks and the Pacers. Ron Barrett's last couple of games have been really good. Can he continue in that vein? The field goal percentage is almost definitely going to come down. I think it's been 60-plus the last two games, so that's probably going to reduce... But Barrett has been very impressive. And Kemba Walker also, the last three to four games, has really turned it on. That's obviously eliminated Derek Rose's value. And Kemba is looking more like that guy that was there through March, April, May for Boston last year. We're really putting up good numbers. And he's doing it again this year uh, in this little stretch. So let's just hope that continues well. For the Pacers, Karis Levert, he's getting up a lot of shots. He's doing it inefficiently. But he is getting up a lot of shots. What will his minutes limit be in this game? That's going to be you know, key. And... How does he fit alongside Chris Duarte and Malcolm Brogdon if he does play? Like, we don't know. Brogdon was off an injury report, then he was listed back as questionable. So we don't know where he sits. But Duarte, Levert, and Brogdon, how do they all coexist? I think he's going to be really key when watching the paces. The Raptors and the Wizards. I fully expect the big sneeze, Precious Achua, to be moved to the bench. And I expect Ken Birch to start. I want to see what that honestly, if that happens for a start, but I want to see what that means for Birch in his minutes. I don't think he's anything more than a stream option versus a must roster player. And I also want to see Gaz Trent, who is putting up steals at a sensational level. Now his shooting's gonna come and go. That's just who he's going to be. But the steal rate is really keeping him in the 12-team discussion. So for now, the minutes and the steals keeps him there. If that does drop off back to what it has been at all other points in his career then the value does disappear from Trent. But he's putting in a ton of effort defensively and it is being rewarded with a bunch of deflections and a bunch of steals. For the Wizards, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, the shooting for him, especially from the foul line, has been really impressive. Much better than I anticipated anything that he's doing shooting-wise. Let's see how he looks, what the minutes look like and the usage. And then same with Montrez Harrell. Last game, Daniel Gafford returned and played only like 14, 15 minutes due to foul trouble and returning from the injury. So if Gafford isn't in foul trouble, what does the minutes distribution look like between Gafford and Harrell? I think that's going to be be pretty key for us to look at. The Celtics and the Magic. How does Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown for that matter, respond to the Marcus Smart criticism that they don't pass? Tatum might want to get some shots to go in as well, because that's not happening very well at the moment. But can he start to turn it around and go back to being mate? Should I take him to be a second round player at this point? Because he's not. Let's hope he can turn that shooting and get some of those passes back. While Al Horford's doing the opposite, he is overperforming anybody's expectations. Blocks through the roof, rebounds high, usage up. Like he's doing so many things that he never has done at any point in his career. I do expect it to come down, but I'm really, really been impressed with what he's done. Well, for the Magic, it's all about Cole Anthony at the moment. He is playing like a man-possessed. He is yeah, about seven times better than he was last year. High usage, higher efficiency, big assist rate, big rebound rate. He looks great out there. I don't expect the minutes or the usage to change. But can the other stuff maintain? Well, Franz Wagner. Career high, 28 points last game. He looks very comfortable. He's defending well, he's shooting well, he's scoring well. He's a key piece of what they do. If he drops under 30 minutes, I'll be pretty critical, but I'll also be very wary of what that means for him and uh, Chumura Kiki, but I do not expect it to happen. But of course, I want to be paying attention to that because I don't think Suggs or Anthony are going to lose minutes for Kiki. It's got to be Wagner or Carter or or Bumba who uh, potentially lose that value. I I don't think they will, but they are the guys who could potentially lose it. But guys, we all know, that McDonald's is sponsoring this podcast. So we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And McDonald's has been proudly serving communities since 1965. It's always been McDonald's more than a place to just get to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where people can come together, whether it's studying, whether it's going after school to get grab a, a tasty snack, whether it's celebrating sporting achievements or your friends' birthdays, or taking your kids to celebrate their friends' birthdays. We all have a memory of McDonald's, whether that might be a road trip. Going to use their Wi-Fi grabbing a coffee grab reading the morning newspaper whatever it is mcdonald's has always been there in our lives so why don't you go to mcdonald's to refuel or reconnect Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. i'm loving it okay next game oops if my if my uh thing would work there we go next game is the bulls and the 76ers demar Derozan rosen hit three threes last game big big efficiency stuff Every game, it feels like DeRozan's getting better and better, and his usage is pushing up while Vucevic's is coming down. We want to watch how that works together to see where um, where that value lies between the two, and if DeRozan can keep shooting threes at this rate. Well, Derek Jones Jr., if you are looking for defensive stats, with the absence of Patrick Williams, he's in the rotation, he's getting 20 minutes, he had two blocks last game. He can be a steals and blocks guy. He, he can't be anything else but he can be a steals and blocks guy. So if you are looking for those numbers, Derek Jones can provide it. So let's see how he's used. Well, for the Sixers, there's going to be no Tobias Harris. The Thick Hogsman's out in COVID protocols. There's no Ben Simmons, but Joel Embiid will return. So how does Seth Curry look without, or Danny Green's out? So Seth Curry's going to have to take on some of that load that Tobias Harris was shouldering. And he can be an interesting option there. And then also George Niang, who stepped up last game without Harris, it'll be between him and Corkmas. I do want to put a little bit more towards Corkmas. He's got a lot more upside than what Yang does, but Yang played really, really well last game, so we'll see how that all looks. The Hawks and the Nets is the next game for us to look at. DeAndre Hunter has been very disappointing, and I do think that he is a drop, especially in 10-team leagues, but even in 12-team leagues, I would be okay with dropping him. And then Cam Reddish has been the opposite. He's been impressive. He's shooting the ball really well. He's getting a lot of shot attempts. He's providing back-end 12-team league value. He's a must 14-team league guy, Reddish. But for 12s, he's fine to roster. If you wanted to drop Hunter to get Reddish, fine. I think there's a chance at some point we see the minutes switch between those two and it becomes 30 for Reddish, 27 for Hunter. Keep an eye on that. Well, for the Nets, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's very much up and down. But Paul Millsap might return this game as well. He's off the injury report. or Nick Claxton is out. But can Aldridge keep up that decently high usage and good efficiency? which is providing short-term 12-team league value. And then James Harden. Again, he's back to being a first-round guy. I actually think he might be 14th at the moment, but he's back in that zone. Just keep on improving, keep on improving. We're always going to watch him to see if those shots start to go in if his game looks a little bit better than it did uh, before the beginning or before he started to improve over this last week or so. The next game we look at is the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Um, Reggie Jackson's been pretty bad but he's getting a lot of minutes and a lot of shots. At some point, he's not going to shoot 25% from the field. That is going to improve. I think he's a very soft hold, unlike his backcourt teammate, Eric Bledsoe. I think they've got to start looking at Luke Kennard playing more minutes regularly. Now, he is playing more than Bledsoe at the moment, and Kennard is looking really good. Now, I think if you are looking for points and threes, Kennard is a really, really solid option to stream in and see exactly where the Clippers decide to go with that rotation. Well, for the Wolves, D'Angelo Russell is out, but we don't know about Patrick Beverley. But I want to watch the two front court forward guys. Jared Vanderbilt and Jaden McDaniels. I think McDaniels is a drop in 12-team leagues. I mean, he's fine as a streamer if you're looking for defensive stats. And Vanderbilt's fine as a streamer if you're looking for rebounds. But those two guys, there's just not enough usage in the starting lineup. Maybe that improves without Russell. But there's just generally not enough touches for them to be useful enough to be must-roster 12-team league players. But how they're utilized together is going to be something that I am watching. The Nuggets and the Grizzlies. Bones Highland, the big stiffy. Really, really impressed with what I'm seeing from him. Um, playing over Austin Rivers now, about time. Let's hope that he can continue in that vein. I think he closed the game for the Nuggets last time out as well. He should be getting minutes over Compazzo and over Monty Morris as well, I think, eventually. So just keep an eye on him. Keep him on your watch list. While we're also going to watch Maga Porter Jr., who is obviously struggling. The usage is well down. The field goal percentage is shithouse. The three-point percentage is terrible. He's not doing anything in other categories, although to be fair to him, his assist rate is up. But at some point, the shots are going to fall for him. And then maybe when they do, he starts getting more usage. So let's focus on that. And then the same goes for the Grizzlies. Can Jaron Jackson, A, shoot better, which he did for the first half last game, and B, stay out of foul trouble? Now, sometimes his basketball IQ looks like it's completely zero, like Marquis Chris level. It's that bad. Can he stay out of foul trouble? And put up numbers. I think both Jaron and Michael, the two juniors here, are both massive buy-low options. I also want to watch Kyle Anderson. How do they utilize him with Stephen Adams and Xavier Tillman? How that backcourt goes with Tyus Jones getting minutes now? Can Anderson get back to 28 minutes? I highly doubt it. But let's see how they utilize him in this matchup. The Mavericks and the Spurs... Next up, Dwight Powell with Maxi Kleber not gonna play and maybe Christos Porzingis out again. Powell is gonna push up a little bit in minutes. He wasn't particularly successful against Miami, but he can be at least a stream option. While Jalen Brunson looked great on Tuesday, and I think he is a 12-team league guy. While well, for the Spurs, Doug McDermott is questionable, so Lonnie Walker probably moves back to the bench. So how they use Devin Vassell and Lonnie Walker together, what the minutes look like, how they're utilized, what it means for Kade Bates' Diop as well, is going to be really intriguing. Vassell is the guy that I would want over Lonnie Walker, but we're going to watch both of them to see how they do get utilized. The next game is the Pelicans and the Kings. Back to back here for the Pelicans. Josh the Hitman Hart with Ingram. Well, Ingram may not play on Wednesday. We don't know. With Zion out, Hart's got a real opportunity for some value. Um, so he can be at least a short-term streamer. Well, I also want to see. Um, I also want to see what Trey Murphy can do because he's been a massive disappointment after an electric preseason. His play has been bad and his role has been bad as well. Is there any chance of him getting a larger role? I'm not feeling confident. Well, for the Kings, I want to watch Rashawn Holmes. I'm recording this during the Kings game on Tuesday, and he did hurt his knee and then returned to action. So will that swell up? Will he be held out? That is very, very key. I think Alex Len would be the guy to roster if Holmes is out. While Tyrese Halliburton, again, just watching him, he had that really slow start to the year, but he's really coming into where he needs to be now in terms of value. And we're always, of course, watching De'Aaron Fox because he has been dreadful. The Hornets. And the Warriors, that's who we're looking at next. Gordon Haywood, last two games, minutes and usage well down with Rozier back. So they're prioritizing Rozier and Bridges with a little bit of Caleb, uh, Caleb Cody Martin and Ubre in there. So how does Haywood's minutes look? Are they going to keep him in that 30-minute role instead of 34, which he was playing yeah, just about a week ago? That was curious. And then PJ Washington Jr., who seems to be only getting minutes at center, or well, basically only getting them at center, playing well, but there's not enough there. I need him to push to 25 or 26 to become an absolute must-roster guy. He's fine to hold if you want, but we worry about how he gets enough playing time. For the Warriors, Jordan Poole, how they use him with Damian Lee back. Can he keep some... Can some of the shots go in for Poole? Because he's not hitting shots at all at a confident or a high level. I still think he can be a soft hold, but I understand dropping him. Well, Steph, I want to watch Steph because his rebounds are absolutely through the roof. He's also not shooting particularly well. His two point percentage is well down, but his rebounds are up and that's keeping his value there. So can we see a little bit of reversion between those two? That would be great if uh, if we were able to do that. Guys, Halloween, not Halloween. Halloween's just passed. Thanksgiving is the one that's coming up. So much good fruit, food and treats and everyone wants a yummy dessert, but we've got, sometimes we've got to watch our calories. So it's the perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is delicious, but you can also feel good about it. One slice of pie, Has over 300 calories, and that's really on the low end. Most built bars are only 130 calories, with only 4 grams of sugar and plenty of protein. They are low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built bar, or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie. Built is a great option when you're hungry, and if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward, apparently. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a built Bar yet. Yeah, get your family all onto built Bar. That's a good idea. There are new flavors coming all the time to Bilt Bar. So go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Your promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com the NBA season in full swing, the NHL season going, and football about half, almost halfway through the year in the NFL. There's the number one spot for you to place your bets and all of your prop action. It is at Bet Online. The site's been redesigned. So go ahead over to that new website and sign up today using our promo code On, And you get a 50% match bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, baseball, NHL, UFC, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, let's go on to the next one. We're looking at nine cat stream options here. These are guys who, again, you might not have a roster spot with 11 games on, but if you do, look at these guys. Nick Batum, Furkan Korkmaz, Luke Kennard, Jared Vanderbilt, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Bruce Brown, George Niang, Dwight Powell, and Sfi Luke with Scotty Barnes out again for the Raptors. Um, for deeper leagues, we're looking at guys rostered in under 10% of leagues. Corkmaz, Caldwell Pope, Niang, Luke, Damian Lee, Isaiah Hartenstein with Sergio Barker and Marcus Morris out again. Ken Birch and Tyus Jones. And then we look at some points leagues streamers. These guys have rostered in under 50% of leagues. LaMarcus Aldridge, Terrence Mann, Jared Vanderbilt, Nick Batum, Furkan Korkmaz, Luke Kennard, Alex Caruso, Eric Bledsoe, and Bruce Brown Jr. That'll do it for the What to Watch For show. I'll be back later on with a full recap of today's action. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.